you ever walked into a room and thought to yourself, wow, I can say that so much better than the speaker can? Or been at work and had your boss handle a situation and you say to yourself, I would have handled that so much better. As you look around the room and see how ineffective some of the things that they are doing are. If you have, this episode is for you. I'm going to be covering in this episode all of the ways that so many of us are natural born leaders, but we are afraid. Why? Some of us are so afraid to get uncomfortable. We're afraid of change. We're afraid of more responsibility. We are afraid of going after our dreams because we talk ourselves out of them. Because we tell ourselves that we can't have that. Because we tell ourselves only that other person in the room can have this, not me. So if this is for you, grab your coffee, your water, whatever it is that you are sipping on, and let's chat about being a natural born leader. I really been wanting to cover this topic because as I meet with my clients and we talk weekly, one of the major common denominators in their characteristics and who they are is that my clients are natural born leaders. And it made me wonder, is there a reason why we're staying stuck? When I started this life coaching career, fun fact about me, I started it as a career coach. I started it as a purpose, follow your dreams, I can help get you there, coach. I noticed that so many of us are dealing with unhealed trauma. So many of us have blocks and factors that play into why we don't choose to go after our dreams. Then I pivoted and I went backwards and I decided to chase the root of trauma to find out why people are not moving forward. Once I found that root of trauma, I noticed that the people that were hiring me and the people I was seeing and talking to are natural born leaders. And I realized the importance of healing our trauma, healing ourselves, healing our story, our past, forgiving ourselves for the things that we did when we were broken. Because there's so much at stake here. Your future is at stake here. You may or may not realize this, but the things that you have done in your past are probably directly reflected or correlated between you not accomplishing your dreams in the future. Listen to that again. You need to heal your past in order to get to that dream life. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself 45, still depressed, stuck, feeling uncomfortable in your own skin, feeling unhappy in your nine to five because of the things that you've allowed and the, the behaviors and different situations that have come into your world that you have not had the courage to fix. So get curious and sit with that. I grew up with a very strong Mexican woman. My mom is one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met in my life. She is the definition of hardships. She is the definition of a person who has been through hell and walked her ass all the way back. My mom is incredible. Growing up, we butted heads like every mother and daughter do. But there came a point in my life where I started to see her as a woman And I felt like she saw me as a woman. And one thing I realized is 
my mom never let me fail or quit on myself. And I feel like I, I should attribute and I should really give thanks where it, where it's deserved with her. I was a professional daydreamer. I spent my entire life daydreaming of a better world, of a better future, of nice things, of a nice job, a nice car, and a happy marriage. I have memories of me sitting under a cherry tree, taking a break from picking cherries because we grew up in the fields in Washington. And I must have been about 12 years old. And I remember just picturing myself holding hands with the love of my life, walking into a dream house or walking into a resort and just living a beautiful life. I used to share that with my mom and I used to tell her mom, because we were very poor growing up, I used to say, mom, why can't I like have these nice things? Or will you buy me a BMW? Will you buy me a Mercedes? Will you buy me this? And she used to always say, if I had the money, I absolutely would buy all of those things for you. And then she would also tell me, you need to work hard. If those are the things that you want, and those are the things that you envision in your life, you need to work hard for the things that you want. No one will hand it to you ever. And that stayed ingrained with me. I took that with me my whole life. I told myself that if I wanted a certain life, I needed to work for it. I needed to go to school for it. I needed a good job. And I didn't give up. And so I did. That, that was a tra the trajectory that I took my life on. Then came the trauma, right? Then came the things that I went through that were very terrible, that put me in a place where I completely lost my faith. They put me in a place where I didn't understand humanity. I didn't understand God. I didn't understand the decisions he made. I didn't understand how he could be so evil. That is what I saw in him. I lost all faith when my, when my dad passed away. Every single ounce of faith, I lost it. And it was almost like this world is bullshit. Spirituality is bullshit and religion is dead. Those are the things that I told myself. And from there, the spiral came in. The spiral of despair and depression. The story I told myself in my head that I was the only human going through the toughest time of my life at 19, 20 years old. I was so wrong. I'm going to fast forward really quick to the present moment to my two years as a high school counselor working with alternative education students, students who are trying to regain their life back by graduating as seniors and super seniors. I saw all of the patterns that I had in my life, in my student's life 20 years later. And I thought to myself, all of that time that I felt so alone in my head when I was 19 years old, when I was in that hole, when I was in that depression, I felt completely alone. And it's literally history repeating itself with the students that I encountered. Thus, my mission is here to talk about this as loud as I possibly can, scream it at the top of my lungs, that you are not alone. No one is alone. Our situations are part of a generational trauma Ferris wheel. We, our parents, get on that Ferris wheel 
and then we get on the ride below them, and then our kids get on the ride below us, and then their kids get on the ride below them, and we continue this Ferris wheel for 200 years. When are we going to get off that Ferris wheel? When are we going to choose to heal our trauma? When are we going to choose to look inward and really own who we are? That's what life is about, making mistakes and owning them. Because us not owning them is going to be the reason why we ignore our calling, why we ignore our gift, why we do not become the leaders that we are born to be. So many people are stuck working a nine to five that they are not happy with. So many people are stuck in a situation because they don't think they deserve better. I feel like trauma is a major part of this. We are told at a very young age that we cannot do these things. For me, looking back, I was extremely lucky to have my mom to have those conversations with me. I don't know if she watched me daydream or if she knew that I dreamt of a different life, but our conversations growing up were always relating to, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you wanna be a lawyer, a doctor, an astronaut, whatever the hell you want to do, you can do it. I even remember her taking me to an audition for Nickelodeon or some show that was auditioning for kids in town. I wasn't gonna get picked. But she believed in me so much, and she saw that I believed in me. And those are the traits and the characteristics that I had at such a young age. Now I want you to remember, is there something, or think back to a time in your world where your eyes were filled with stars and rainbows and sunshine of a future that could be? Because every single one of us has that. Children, are extremely innocent because they are not jaded by their ego. Children don't have an ego yet. Children operate from their intuition. The problem is growing up, our intuition gets silenced by a caregiver, someone in our world, someone special to us, telling us that we don't know what we're doing, we're making the bad decisions. Then we grow up and start asking for advice. Should I do this? Should I do that? But children don't really have that yet. They're operating from what feels good. So I want you to remember a time when you were a child and you thought of a future that you wanted to have. What were you thinking? What were you wanting? Was it to be a firefighter? Was it to be a doctor, a lawyer? What was it? At the root of those professions is being a helper. I get a ton of clients who come see me who at the root of what they really want is to be a helper. And it makes complete sense that the people that are broken and hurt the most want to be helpers because we see in someone something that we see in ourselves. So we want to help them because we know we can because we've been through those things. The problem is we haven't healed our own selves. The problem is we cannot help someone unless we help ourselves first. Kind of like being on the airplane. They always say, put on your oxygen mask first before you put on your neighbor's oxygen mask. And I can't really think of anything worse than being stuck in a situation where you feel like you can lead the room, where you feel like you're able to read others, their emotions, and see what you can do to bring and contribute 
to a situation. There is nothing worse than feeling stuck. There is nothing worse than looking at your boss and thinking, oh my gosh, this person is completely delusional. They cannot lead. I can do it better. There's nothing worse than that. That makes, that builds resentment. That makes us feel like we are not good enough. And then we talk ourselves out of it. But the only difference between you and another leader that you feel you can lead better is that they just had the courage to go for it. That's the only difference between you and them. They just believed in themselves so much that they went for it. What is something that you are avoiding? What is something that you are wanting right now? Are you wanting to create a business? Are you wanting to start a side hustle? What is it that you're wanting to do that you are just talking yourself out of? I want you to get curious with that thought. And I want you to see how your previous trauma or the things that you have been through are the reason why you may not be going for those things. We always have a choice. We can choose to be a follower. We can choose to be a leader. But let me tell you, my friends, there are followers who are not meant to be followers. And on the other hand, there are followers who love being followers. Think about a person in your world that is completely happy with doing the bare minimum, collecting a paycheck, coming home, and playing video games all day. Think about a person like that. They don't want more, but that's okay. They don't need to want more. They don't need to have more. They're happy and content with what they have. But not everyone is like that. So many of us are not happy and we're not content. And us not healing our trauma is a direct correlation of where imposter syndrome can grow. We start to say that we're not good enough. We earn degrees. I remember when I earned my master's degree, I told my professor, that I felt like I had taken that degree from the University of Arizona and it wasn't really meant for me. I felt, I told her I felt like I fooled the faculty. I literally said that to her. And she looked at me and was like, uh, we are a very, very great program, one. And two, you earned this damn degree. But I talked myself out of the things that I had. I didn't think I belonged. Then I walked into a conference room filled with principals and teachers and other educational professionals. And I felt completely out of place. I felt like I was at an uninvited dinner. I felt like I was crashing a party. I felt like an imposter. Even though I had the accolades, even though I had the paper, the wall, the paper on the wall, the degrees, I had all the things. I felt like an imposter. I hadn't fully healed myself and I didn't have the courage to walk into a room with my head held high. Then people would speak and I would think to myself, um, I think I can do that better. And slowly coming out of my shell and learning to ask questions and learning that it's okay to not have all the freaking answers. We're never going to. And humans appreciate transparency. So you'll always hear me ask if I don't know an answer, you will always, or a question, you will always hear me ask because I need other people in the room to know that they are not alone and I am not so much different from you. Here's how you know that you're a natural born leader. 
you take charge. You step up, you raise your hand, you take charge when other people are scratching their heads trying to figure out what to do. You're solution oriented. You look at a situation and you do not harp on all of the things that have gone wrong. You're a so what, what now person. What can we do now, now that this has happened? And then you look for the greater good. You listen with empathy. You communicate. You are the sounding board when it comes to disagreements and arguments. Those are small things that you can look at in your life right now to see if you are a natural born leader. Most women are. The ones that I've been meeting are natural born leaders. You just have to have the courage to tell yourself that you deserve more. Once you fully show up as your authentic self, your confidence goes through the roof. I can't even tell you how confident you become when you finally chase the things that make you happy. When you remove the people, the situations, the jobs from your world that suck the energy out of you like a vacuum. When you give yourself permission to be just who you are. When you decide who you want to be. No one can tell you what you want to be or who you are, but you. You get to decide. This is who I am. This is what I like. This is, these are the type of people I want to have around me. These are the conversations I want to have. You get to decide those things. Then you have to, you have to have the courage to let go of the things that don't serve you, to change your outcome to go after a dream, to reapply to a program, to go back to school. That's where the courage part kicks in. I'll give you a tip. If you do one thing uncomfortable, everything else will fall into place. Make it a challenge for your life today to do one thing uncomfortably. Just do it. Then do the next thing. Then the next thing. And the next thing you know, you are so comfortable being uncomfortable that nothing scares you anymore. So if this is you and this episode resonates with you, I hope that you have the courage to really look inside and ask yourself what you need and to heal that trauma of yours because it's not going away. So many of us go on these beautiful vacations. We go to Fiji, we go to Puerto Rico, we go to Dominican, we go all of these beautiful places. But all that we do is we stick our bag full of shit onto our backs. We carry it on, we check it into the airplane and we take it with us. Your situation is not going to change simply by traveling, simply by chasing shiny material things. It's just not going to happen. The only way to get meaningful change in your life is to heal your trauma uncover it, get curious, look at it, cry it out, yell about it, then keep going, keep moving. So many of us live in the past. I love to ask my clients this question. Where's your head right now? Is it in the past or is it in the future or is it in the present? Most of the times their minds are in the past. And I'll tell you, my mind lives in the future. But you know where I'm not at? I'm not in the present. And in the present moment, nothing is happening to me. Everything is amazing. 
So I hope that this episode has resonated with you. I hope that you decide to heal your trauma, heal your past in order for you to stay in this moment and chase your damn gift. Not only that, but one thing I want to add to this is competition. Do not think of competition. Do not think that someone else is doing it better than you because every single human on this planet has a gift and competition is not a thing. You cannot compete with someone who has a natural born gift and they cannot compete with you and your natural born gift. Don't ever forget that. And if you are a leader at your current job or a business owner and you are still feeling stuck and unhappy, it's probably because there are things in your world that you've been ignoring. Sometimes we go into autopilot. Well, actually all the time we go into autopilot. When we go through some stuff, we go into autopilot and we just keep going forward. We keep putting one foot in front of the other. We're almost like robots just moving with time. We don't take the time to look at our trauma and look at our past. And because of that, our businesses fail. If they don't work out, we don't make the money that we want because we are not really looking at the things that have hurt us. It is so important to do that. It's important to really get curious about your past and how it's related, directly correlated with what's happening in your world, in your business as a leader today. You are not going to be an effective business owner or an effective leader if you have not healed some of your past. There are boundaries that are not going to be set. We will not be making consequences with our boundaries. We're gonna still be people pleasing We're going to be choosing others' happiness over our own and our own well-being and our own good. There are so many things that are going to relate to why some of your endeavors are failing. Get curious about that and how you are accountable. Accountability is key to change. Accountability is key to everything. I'm going to end this with a quote from Brene Brown. There are too many people in the world today who decide to live disappointed rather than risking feeling disappointment. Thank you so much for listening to Not Another Fucking Podcast. I hope that this episode resonated with you and you were able to take some nuggets out of this and apply them into your life. Please stay connected with me on Instagram at Harder Minds, that is H-E-A-R-T-O-U-R-M-I-N-D-S, or you can stay connected with me at Not Another Fucking Podcast on Instagram. Please, 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 I don't ask you for much. I'm still doing this on my own. If you can take the time to rate and review this podcast, I would absolutely appreciate you. I love making these episodes for you, and I show up all the time in hopes that you can hear me and you feel less alone. So that would be amazing if you could do that for me. As always, I hope that you have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.